on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, we meet a young lady that we seem to have been talking about every week so far in 2019. Cyclocross star Zoe Codd makes her Sport HQ debut. And we've already found out she's got something in common with Tony Smith. The twins look forward to a big weekend and Graham talks about a trip to our twin town in his Striders report. Yes, this is the renowned Radio Newark Sport and these are some of the young names that's had a good weekend. And we'll start with the Notts Youth League on Saturday and Farndon Colts go goal crazy at Bottom Club Holy Spirit. Hat-tricks from Tom Shepherd, James Scott and Elliot Burrell help the villagers to a 14-goal haul. New York Cairns under-18s at five against Limbe, while the under-16s lose. Collingham under-16s on the other hand won by the odd goal in five at Long Eaton and the leapfrog New York Town into third place in the table. Possibly a record-breaking total of 344 young athletes took part in the last round of the school's challenge at the Junior Park Run. The overall winners, individually and school, will be announced at this coming Sunday's run by no less than GB international sprinter and friend of this show, Amy Hunt. An enjoyable day at the Yorkshire League second event at Harrogate for the Fernwood Sword Club. In ascending age order, a fifth for Ryan in the under-10s, a gold for Ethan in the under-12s and a bronze for Arthur in the under-14s. There's a full report from Sharon Jones on our, on our Facebook pages. A busy day for Amber Owens at her university in the States. Three races in one day. Fifth in the 5K, eighth in the 800 metres and second in the 3K. And New York Rugby Club's Maddie Cross has been invited to be an assistant referee at the Scotland Women's Under-20s match at Darlington this coming weekend. A fantastic achievement in her first season as a referee. Isabel Darvell started off the 2019 road racing season with a fine fourth place in the women's race in round two of the Wakefield Circuit Winter Series promoted by the Barnsley Road Club. Very tight bunch finish there, so Isabel's back in form and finally back to football and Collingham's quarter-final the under-18s against Scott who was called off by the opposition on Friday and will now be played on March the 3rd at 10.45 Mr Smith lots to talk about in, in that little lot I want to obviously go straight to um, Maddie Crofts mm. um, what an appointment that is Maddie was captain of the and she still does play um, for the New Rugby Club girls. But Maddie's dream is to be a fighter pilot. Mm. And to be a fighter pilot, she cannot play rugby. Is that right? That's right. Well, if she gets injured, they're going to spend an awful lot of money on Maddie, aren't they? 
Oh, I thought you meant bouncing about in the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so she can't play rugby. Oh. So rather than walk away from the game that she loves, she took up refereeing at the start of the season. <laughs> and it was hard for her at the start of the season because it's still a man's world. Yeah. And for Maddie to break into it and do what she does. And two-thirds away for her first season, she's been invited to run the line. It's Scotland under-20s against Darlington. Darlington playing the Premiership of the Ladies Rugby. So Scotland having a game against them as a warm-up match for the home international series. Scotland that run out of nations they can't beat. <laughs> so they're playing Darlington. Yes, that's about right. <laughs> oh, bless. But the fact is, they've chose Maddie to be the Lions person. And I think it's brilliant. I'm so pleased for her. I'm so pleased for Maddie. Thrilled for a family, because we know him very well at this radio show. But what a coup for the club. You know, you've got, you got Claire Hodden that's starting things off, and and she's now a TMO at the very highest level. And you've got Maddie now, good God, I mean, New York Rugby Club must be so proud. It's fantastic. It's, um, yeah, I mean, that was, I mean, everybody in that little room. I went to the... Um, junior part run there's a um, a video of the mass start and there's lots of um, pictures if you go through radio notes facebook pages um 344 that is a uk record for a junior park run in little old newark so there's 340 athletes and you <laughs> <laughs> 344 ran it and there was one official <laughs> photographer <laughs> Who stood on the park bench out the way as they charged towards <laughs> me? <laughs> but it was lovely to see. Yeah, you know, it's four to fourteen, isn't it? And those all the age groups, and those Tutoreed there, and those Barnby Road, and those Coddington, those Newark Town there, those all there at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. <laughs> it, it was a wonderful sight to see. Lots of youngsters running around with mums and dads. Reese Lewis was there with his youngest. Yeah. Huh? Um, it was a wonderful hour to spend and you knew it youngsters running around Scones Park is that why he came off after 60 minutes on Saturday at Arnold to conserve his energy I would have thought that's possibly <laughs> the reason yes that, that strikes me as, as definitely the reason <laughs> have you realised by now I'm Mick Braddon of course he is the one and only Tony Smith um but tonight's not about us two because it never is about us two it's, it's just about new sport and it's about our guest and i looked down at my script and there's absolutely nothing <laughs> on it now for the rest of the night i may as well put that away um because this is a young lady that's we've been following now for the last couple of months and in the cyclocross season as she's been on the national stage in the cyclocross season but i keep asking people tell me about zoe cod tell me about it what do you know about her and i get blank faces so well, there's only one way out of this isn't they invite her to sport hq so she can tell us about herself and we'll start right at the beginning and this is what she's got in common with you miss smith zoe first of all a very warm welcome to radio newark thank you very much um Let's start at the beginning. Tell us a bit about yourself, because we all want to know who Zoe Cod is. <laughs> oh, well, goodness. Uh, well, I was born in Ireland, and I lived there until I was seven, and then my parents emigrated uh, to Bedfordshire. They, they were farmers. And I grew up there, and I've had various jobs, and then 
uh, one of those jobs brought me up to this neck of the woods, and I've lived in Sibthorpe now for near Flinton for about 13 years, and uh, just really like this area and stayed. Of course, the, the, that's the first connection for the Velo Club Flinton, Flinton. Of, of which yes. we'll, we'll talk about um, a little bit later on. The Irish accent, when I was talking to Zoe before you arrived, Tony, every now and again you get this Irish twang. It, it's still, it, it's still <laughs> there. Um, it, it, it really, it's a lovely, it's a lovely ac- accent. Um, Southern Ireland, yes, it was. Um, and yeah. you, you, an Irish girl. So um, memories of growing up because it was seven you come across, but so yes. Um, well, what what can you remember about? Well. Um, we farmed in Ireland and uh, in the Wicklow Mountains, which are very beautiful. Uh, if anyone ever watched Ballycus Angel, that was set there. <laughs> oh, I love uh, every week. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, what was the what was the assumpter? That was the girl's name, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love Ballycay. Um, so that was filmed just down. She's the road. my new favourite, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Don't feel privileged. He says that to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Only the special ones. <laughs> so I, I, rem- I remember the green, the mountains, the hills, growing up and uh, going to a tiny village, tiny village school where all, all the children of the right across the age ranges were all in one room because it was so small. So from like four through to 16, all in one room. It was quite a shock coming over here. As it was... One of my favourite programmes. What was life like, Bally Kay? <laughs> <laughs> was it, you know, a true reflection, or was we all sort of now? Nah. I, I, I think, I think it is. I think the crack mm. and the people yeah. and and what's important. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is, it that's is. lovely and reassuring. That is, and, and and Newark is very, very much like Ireland because when I moved to Newark and said to somebody, "I'm going to need that by two o'clock," they went, "Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll." We'll, we'll get round to it. And ever since then, I've never worn a wristwatch. Since I came to Newark 35 years ago, I've never worn a wristwatch because it was so frustrating that nothing ever got done. So for 35 years, I've called this place Balikis Newark <laughs> because it is, it's a great place to live and it's a superb lifestyle. But deadlines are a problem. And the reason that we never, ever got a football team going in this town was because everybody said, wouldn't that be great if someone else did that? And, and I know it's, it's quite early in the programme for me to be mentioning floor serve, but... How does he get this round It's a miracle that we have got a football team going now, but, but Ireland is God's own country for a reason. It is a gorgeous place. Only you could go from Ballykiss Angel to Flosser in one <laughs> sentence. I thought I was safe tonight. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, was you <coughs> upset, disappointed? I mean, seven-year-old, lots of crying when you left Ireland? Uh, actually, yes. Yes, because I, I, I went to school with all my relatives. I have 22 first cousins. Um, <laughs> and we were coming away from all of that. Um, but... But now, now, now it's fine. Now, now I've made my life here in this country, and I'm very happy. Mm. Do you like Tony? Go back to wherever yeah. you can. We holiday. We holiday there every year as a child. Um, it's how we spent our summers. Um, and now I go back for weddings and funerals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I suppose that's, that's yes. Yes, I'm a bit like that with Cornwall. Yeah, I know yeah. it's it seems to be like that. Um, <laughs> You didn't come straight to Sibthorpe, though, did you? No. Mm-hmm. 
so I grew up in Bedfordshire and uh, then went to uh, went to university close to there and got a job down in Reading, trained as an accountant and moved around with businesses after that. That must have been the first shot because Bedfordshire is predominantly flat. Flat. <laughs> yeah. And has very few hedges. Yes. It's um, yes. totally different yeah, to what totally you used to. It was. Mm. And the lots more motor vehicles and busier roads and everything. So, And the school would have been a lot bigger as well, I assume. Yes, it was. And no one could understand a word I said. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I used to speak 19 to the dozen, and with a fair few colloquialisms as well. I used to say, do you see, do you see, like, all the time. And uh, after only about two weeks of being asked to repeat myself again and again, I just had to slow down the way I spoke, just to be understood. <laughs> You're moving that mic now I to help me be understood. I just need it in front of you, that's all. Yeah, I just need it, you to be in front of it. Um, but you made friends in Bedfordshire, I assume. Yes. School children are very good at bringing you in, aren't they? And yes, yeah, and I played a lot of support as a child, but all all based around ball sports. We will come yes. to cycling mm. soon. Don't trust me, but I'm, I'm 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 really enjoying this because another bow to to Zoe is that um, she's a governor at Lovers Lane School. All right. Um, sort of giving something mm. back to to primary schools, and was talking. Was talking off here about primary school sports and the um, the unique in Newark problems that Lovers Lane have got. They haven't got a green area to play on, um, but it is though Zoe still a lovely score. And I think the fact that they've got those problems knits them together even closer. Um, yes, and, and uh, you know the, the the teachers and the staff there work so hard, and the kids are great. Um, and the way we see them progress uh, during their time at school is is tremendously rewarding. And and they, yeah, some of them do come from quite difficult backgrounds, but they they progress so fast. Mm. Lovers Lane might not have had a, a green area, but uh, yes, it, I know it has still managed to produce the greatest football this town has ever seen. Willie Hall, I know. Yes, mm. and there's a plaque up on the wall. Outside the next to the entrance, yeah, they has got one of those blue plaques to say that Willie Hall went to right. Lovers Lane School. Yes. It's not like the plaque outside here that says "Condemn." Then no, okay, no, no. He's uh, of course Willie Hall. Um, yes, he, he was a lover, yeah. an old Lovers Lane Onian. Indeed, was that it? Lovers Lane Onian. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll catch on. I'm, I'm sure it must. Be. Um, <laughs> settled. In Sibthorpe, that's, mm. that, that's the home now. Um, and just before we go and talk to the twins at Newark AC, cycling came into your life, though. Very late. Very late, <laughs> didn't it? Because we've done all this this early doors thing. And, you know, normally when we talk to people, yes, I started playing football at five. And, you know, I've been playing hockey since I could walk. But cycling has come late. I think I've only been cycling four years. And... Uh, and I, and I, I think I just like to say, you know, no matter what your age or whatever, it's never too late. Because I think I took it up at 44. Um, yeah. I went to a cyclocross race 
that friends were doing in the northwest in Cartmel, where they make the sticky toffee pudding. <laughs> and it was it was muddy and it looked dangerous and there was some hills and it looked like really hard work and it looked like the best one ever. And I just looked at it and I thought, I really fancy this and I've got to take it up now because if, if I left this much longer, you'd be terrified to do it. <laughs> I can't believe for one minute you've said what age you are because you're <laughs> nowhere near that age. Nowhere near. Must, must be all that Irish here, it must be. Um, right, we're going to go off and talk to the twins before they start training. And when we come back, we're going to find out how somebody's only been cycling for four years, gets themselves into the National Cross Country Championships and does very well. We're having the normal problems in trying to get hold of... Um, the twins, all, um, the phone connection at uh, the wonderful sports village isn't always what it uh, should be. So Tony's trying to ring them again and hopefully in a couple of minutes the twins will ring us. They're going to tell us about a pretty quiet weekend for Newark AC, but this coming weekend it's the National Cross Country Championships up in Harrogate. So if the ringers will talk about it, if they don't, we're going to talk cycling with Zoe, and that's where we're going back to try again. To, to, to no, no, they've, they've got the message. We'll see where we go. Okay. We'll see where we go. Um, so, obviously, sort of one dark winter night, sort of sitting there at Sivthorpe. There's obviously no electricity or anything, or TV, <laughs> or anything like that. You're thinking, what can I, what can I do? And this leaflet fell through the door saying Velo Club Flintham. I'm sure it wasn't like that, but you can. You can say, how did you find Velo Club Flintham? That's where we'll go next. Um, I didn't even know it existed. Uh, and uh, I just Googled on British Cycling for local clubs. And it came up and I couldn't believe there was one on my doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice. It was really nice. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it, really? You, I, I think when you sort of come up, oh, two miles, right. <laughs> <laughs> um so I must have one of the shortest cycles in to, to the club runs yes. when we set off from the cricket club there on a Sunday. Um, but I suppose once they have set off from the cricket club, you're not really aware that they're there. You see, the the thing is that we've had Richard in from the Velo Club because in, in Newark, we're, we're, we're so lucky. You'll hear about the striders later, the striders are not fast. Two, two running clubs where it's not all about winning. Exactly. It's about taking being part of a club, yes. taking part and drinking wine and eating cake. That <laughs> seems to be the main criteria. Um, and Richard came in and told us all about the Velo Club Flintham and I was so pleased to hear that it's pretty much got the same ethos as as the two running clubs. And we 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 do repeat on this station an awful lot that since Tony's heyday with the advertiser and my heyday as secretary of the league and whatever sports changed and an awful lot of it has changed for the better um the disabled sport is now not as tony will tell you not on the news pages of the paper it's on the back pages of the paper where it belongs mm -hmm. and sport is now trying to encompass people that yes i know you're successful but encompass people to take part and and that's a big change in the last 20 years that we're not just looking for winners anymore we're looking for a group of people who can go out and enjoy doing what they want to do and it's a sport 
Yes, well, and, and that's the ethos of Velo Club Flintham, and it will it will always be. Um, there are other clubs locally to go to if you if you want to really get into racing, um, but loving the ride and the camaraderie and making sure that we're all safe when we're out together, and uh, a non-drop policy um, is is absolutely key to Velo Club Flintham, and and it's it's. It's progressing really well. I mean, we've got 120 members now, and of those, about 25% are women, which is which is above the norm because a lot of other clubs with British Cycling would be about 14% women. Um, so, so that's really good. We run a 20 mile, a 30 mile, and a 50 mile ride every Sunday, and the 20 mile is a beginner ride. And you know, if you'd said to me first of all when I hopped on a bike, Zoe, you you're going to do a 20-mile ride, I wouldn't have thought I could have done it. But it's only by going out together in a group and with the support and encouragement that you realise what you can do. Um, uh, and I think right at the beginning, you you said you, there's a non-drop policy, yes. um, which, if I'm reading it correctly, you'll wait for the weakest. Uh, Yes, so what it means in practice is that either the whole group will, will slow down to, to the pace of, of the person who is finding it harder, or uh, someone will stay with that person and the rest of the group will go on. But you'll never be left alone, um, and you'll always have someone there encouraging you. And on a day like last Sunday, when it was a 16-mile-an-hour win from the south, <laughs> you know, we, we, we all needed to work together. That was a, that was a tough day coming home. And it, I, I just like the idea, and, and I go back to the, the, the way it, it's run. We've let so many more people into sport now, haven't we? Mm. By by having clubs like you, like your you know your club. I mean, there's room for new at Castle Cycling Club, a competitive yes. club that they are. They are the idea is to produce winners. Yes, that is Newark Athletic Club as well, and, the, and there's room out there. And there should be those clubs, mm-hmm. but there also should be clubs who. I want to get on my bike. I want to cycle with a group of friends, and I want to have a social day out. Yes, and and at, at Velo Club Flinton, we would we would celebrate the person who has continued to ride while they're having chemo, you know, above people who do well, you know, with, with their racing, and, and that's how that's how it should be because that's what our club is about. And that that and that Tony is. It's a sea change, isn't it? And, it? and it's a sea change for the yeah. better. Because, I mean, these days, sport has, has changed considerably in that it's become inclusive uh, for, for all levels. I mean, it's through sport that I learnt how to smoke at school. Because, if <laughs> you know, if you, you picked your best 11 and the ones who were rubbish went off behind the bike sheds and sort of, you know, shared the uh, capstan full strength around. And uh, I was always rubbish. So, um, but basically these days, if you are rubbish, but you still love a particular sporting discipline, there are avenues open to you, and you can just go along and join a club and and be rubbish and have loads of mates who are encouraging, or even better, equally rubbish, but still loving it. And as I say, I think that that, that is, is, is brilliant. So, you every Sunday you go out for a... 
a very long cycle ride. <laughs> <laughs> it seems, um, I think when Richard was telling about it, some of the places and some of the figures he was talking about, well, I wouldn't even do it in the car, but um, <laughs> that's all part of it, isn't it? And, and somewhere along, somewhere in there is a little wayside cafe. There is. And there cake. Is. And, and we know all of the good cafes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a very important part of the ride. A yeah. decent cup of coffee and a nice cake, um, <laughs> which you'll have earned by then. And, yeah, I've, ma- I've made a, a lot of friends in the club. Um, and we do all come from quite diverse backgrounds. Um, but we all love we all love our bike riding, and that's what brings us together. Have you got a bike for... Have you got a Sunday bike and a cyclocross bike and a road bike? And, I mean, is the living room full of bikes? Well, they always say with cyclists, the number of bikes that you need is N plus one, where mm. N is the number you already have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not too bad on that front. Um, a cyclocross bike can be converted into a road bike by changing the tyres. So at the end of the season, I change the gears and the and the mechanism on it. Uh, I change the tyres, and that, that, that'll do me all summer. So I don't need to have too many bikes, but I do happen to have two cyclocross bikes, because you need two for the muddy races. <laughs> when Let's get on to cyclocross now, because I think we've, we've, for whatever reason, we seem to have missed the twins tonight. Um, let's get on to cyclocross. When did you fall in love with that side of cycling? It, it was the first thing I saw when we were up in Cartmel, and uh, it's... It's a great family day out because all of the races are, are run on the same day and the, most most regions will start their races first thing in the morning with the under nines and and then go through to the vets at the end of the day. And of course you've got, you've got parents and children so everyone might stay there all day um, quite often. And uh, I adore the under nine race because there is no bottom age limit. So you can be three and on a a, a push along uh, <laughs> and you can be doing the course and, and, and for kids that small who are desperate to do it because their elder brothers and sisters are doing it um, you know, they'll, be, they'll be pushed along on the course by their parents because there's too many tufts of grass they can't actually get round <laughs> so um, and, and there'll, be 60, there'll be 60 kids in that race um, and it's, it's just brilliant um, and a Apart from that, the courses are interesting and demanding and um, keep you thinking. Um, so there's no, there's no. It's a complete switch off, and the adrenaline rush is. is quite it's not exactly local, is it? That you, you know, reading the reports that we get every, every week, you, you, you're covering a fair distance to even get to the race, and especially as you sort of elevated up through the Midlands to the national. Um, let, let's go back mm-hmm. to your first cycle. Can you remember your first? Your first event, and very, I can remember it very well. It was at Chetwynd Barracks um, in Nottingham, uh, on the hill there, and it was the last race in the season because I got I got my bike for Christmas, and then the season finishes mid January, so <laughs> 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 um, and uh, and I was uh, spectacularly the last woman in that race uh by some margin uh, so much so that uh, they were taking down the course as i was finishing <laughs> <laughs> genuinely and i had um, my other half was there supporting and shouted to me because cyclocross is quite a tight loop so someone can stand pretty much in the middle of the course and you can hear them 
<laughs> most of the course, and shouted to me, you know, don't have an accident now because St John's ambulance have left. <laughs> 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 I remember that one. That's brilliant. <laughs> well, that's just, just encouragement at its best. It was, it was. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, I finished and uh, I was handing back my chip and some girls came over and chatted to me and said, you know, haven't seen you before. You know, will you be here next season? You know, would you like to ride for us? And it just went from there. They, they were just so friendly. I mean, that was wonderful and friendly, wasn't mm. it? You, you, you know, you've just said because it would... You know, you finished last by your own admission, by a margin, it would have been easy for everybody to just ignore you and walk away. Mm. But they actually come over to you. I think that's great. Yes. Uh, And And in the same race, I fell over on a corner and some spectators, because there's usually spectators in most places on the course, and and they usually try and stand on what they call comedy corner. (laughs) (laughs) They've decided what's the most technical bit, but there's going to be some pile-ups. And and it's a bit like a rugby crowd, you know. You, they'll be joshing you, and they'll be teasing you, and they'll be making you get up and get on again. And, and that happened as well. It's just like I went over, and straight away someone shouted, "Get up!" That was the last race of the season, so you had a long yeah. time to to wait before you could, <coughs> in your world, probably put things right. Mm-hmm. Was there ever any doubts in that wait? That no, this is not for me. No, no. I, I I loved it from the start, and uh, you, uh, at the start of the next season, it was quite different again because you start in September and the courses are dry and fast, um, and that that helps, I suppose. You haven't got the mud to tackle as well, um, but it was just the just the thrill of handling the cornering that you have to corner. So, cyclocross courses are, are designed to take your momentum away from you it it's um it's about maintaining that momentum is, is what will make you good so there, there are hairpins corners banks cambers drops um sand planks that you have to get off the bike and jump over um and at the nationals there are bridges and and steps as well um and all of those things are just Every lap you do, you try and do that 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 corner or whatever t- a tiny bit better. And in the meantime, there's always someone to race. So unlike road racing, if you if you were to fall off the back of a peloton, you you're you're out of the race because you can't get back to them because uh, the, with the drag and and uh, the fact that um, when you're in a group that you know you're, you're saving about thirty percent of your energy being behind someone that doesn't really work in cyclocross because you're doing about eight miles an hour. <laughs> 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 so um so there's always something to race i think you've got a new fan over there <laughs> yeah, by the way. yeah. <laughs> I, really did. I, I, I didn't know the first thing about cyclocross but the way you're talking about it makes it sound lovely <laughs> <laughs> i i would be on comedy corner like the flash <laughs> you would yes <laughs> so take us through i mean you're at four years now and mm. you say we've all heard that you've been in the nationals and just take us through the rise. Uh, so, uh, like I say, when I started out, uh, the first season I was, I'm sure, very low th- down the rankings. I can't remember now. Um, and uh, then after a couple of seasons, I got up to being the, the third vet in the Notts Derbyshire League. Um, 
I, I race mainly in that league, and sometimes I go over to the Lincolnshire League to race as well, just to do some some more races. Um, but mainly, I, I go over to Notts Derbyshire. It's a very competitive league. When I first started there four years ago, I think in the in the women's race there would be twenty to twenty five of us in all, and that that covers any 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 woman who's eighteen and, and older. Now we're getting 40 to 45 and about half of them are vets. So the field has expanded enormously and it's really, you know, taking off. Um, so I'm pleased again to be this year a th the third vet because in the local league we have the national champion vet. We have, we have some serious talent in that league. So, and we have the world vet 50 champion in the Notts Derbyshire League. So there's plenty of people to watch and try and try and emulate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's for the in my early seasons, I, I think I was I was lapped by those national champions, and then it was I think it was last season was my first season without being lapped by someone by by a woman. Yeah. So that that was a step forward. A big step forward. <laughs> it really is a big step forward. Cyclocross is your love, but obviously that is finished now. Um, we mentioned Isabel Darvell at mm. the start. Um, she does cyclocross, but she's... I think road racing would be her first love, and cyclocross is, keeps you warm in the winter. But road racing doesn't... I get the impression it doesn't really appeal. Um, I, I think... Well, I, when you come off, it hurts a lot more. <laughs> and that's what makes me afraid. You know, I... I come off a fair bit in cyclocross, but I, I when you're on when you're on mud, you generally are okay. Yeah, you don't tend to bounce on the roads yes. when you come out. Yes, and I know they're trying to build a, a much stronger women's road scene in this region. Um, I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I would agree with that totally, because um, I uh, bought a second-hand bike about four or five months ago after not cycling for many, many thousands of years. And uh, it was a great idea. Eventually, I would go for long rides into the countryside because I've got... I'm virtually retired now. Go for long rides into the countryside, get fit, and, 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 and see lots of, lots of lovely countryside. And I got to the end of our road and I was so wobbly and the traffic was sort of very, very close on either side and I thought, no. And I, fortunately, I got my money back. I, 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 I took the bike back, but the idea of, of, of like sort of falling off mm -hmm. from, from that sort of height, mm -hmm. it just didn't fancy it at all on, on, onto a concrete road. And that's if you weren't hit by a car, but cyclocross. Now, now you've come in. That sounds really fun. <laughs> and like you say, if you fall off onto mud, I, I, I would be the star of Comedy Corner. I mean, it would be, it would be wonderful. But you just get up and, and, and jump back on. And that, that, that sort of cycling. I, I'm, a, I'm a convert. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is one of those sports, you know, cycle across a sport in its in its own right that that does seem to be gaining in popularity again, doesn't it? It's it, it was very popular. Then it lost its. All these sports need a TV coverage somewhere. Mm. Um, mm. It. It, it lost its TV coverage, it, it waned, but now it does seem to be coming very strong again. It, yes, we've, we've got some we've got some wonderful talent um, 
in in our in our juniors at the moment who who are world stars and will go on to to great careers. We have Tom Pidcock, um, uh, in particular on the on the male side, and Evie Richards, uh, the under twenty three woman. But I, su- I suppose the issue that that cyclocross racers face is that the funding in the UK goes to either you know, goes with the Olympic program, which is either to track or mountain biking or BMX, um, and cyclocross sits between those those things. And so what you find is like Evie Richards, absolutely brilliant mountain biker. Um, and, and that's where she needs to focus. And it just so happens that a brilliant mountain biker is going to be a good cyclocross racer. Yeah, and, and that, that, that's... Um, it's all down to this Olympic, the Olympic funding, isn't it? But I, it's, mm. it's coming along, isn't it? It's always, it's always coming along. I think we've probably finally got the twins a little bit late, but I think we've, um, we've got them. So, Zoe, if you yes. just for a couple of minutes... <laughs> Thank you. And we have got the twins... Yeah, just me, but... Yeah, just I'm you, Tilly! Yeah, I'm babysitting, so... You're babysitting? <laughs> Brilliant! Yeah. <laughs> right, OK, well, um, you've still got a job to do, babysitting or not. I take it that's why you weren't available at 20 past seven, then, because you was on other duties. Yeah, I was on other duties, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, well, thank you for ringing, Tilly, and um, be- better late than never, so um, <laughs> let's have your report. So, on Sunday, we had um, Isabel, who completed in her first 5K race at home pier point, and she did really well to say it was her first race, and she got a medal for competing, and a big well done to her, and, and also well done to Amber Owens in America, who did really well, and her team won the North Carolina Conference Men and Women's Track and Field Championships indoor, and she had three races, and in the 3K, she managed to come second and got a silver medal so it was a great achievement for her and it was and it was like her first big achievement out in america she was really happy especially because her team managed to win the track and field championship that's absolutely fantastic isn't it you you will yeah. pass on our congratulations won't won't you yeah i will definitely um, yeah when you talk a, a big weekend coming up this weekend yeah we've got the national cross country on saturday a big weekend yeah <laughs> so both of you there, and Dad's going as well, I assume? Yeah, all of us are running, yeah. Well, look, the best of luck. We're going to have a lot to talk Thank about you. a lot to talk about next week. I'm going to let you get back to your babysitting duties. Thank you, I'm sorry. Um, no, no problem at all. You, um, you um, make sure. Um, is it a young lady or a young man? Um, it's both. The little boy's gone to bed. The little boy's gone to bed. That's the, to bed, yeah. That's the idea. Well, yeah. <laughs> I hope he sleeps for you. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> all right, Tilly, we'll catch you later. <laughs> See you later. Thanks, bye-bye. Uh, Tiddy's babysitting. <laughs> a bit of breaking news, Tony. Olivia Whitelaw. Our oh, dressage junior. Oh, yeah. Rick Lane, junior sports person yeah. of the year, uh, Olivia Whitelaw. Um, she's 15 and she does dressage, which I think is one of those sports where I never even dream of being remotely interested until I saw it in the Olympics and was absolutely mesmerised by it. And, and it she, also led to the question of the year, how do you make a horse fly? The picture of her horse showed all four <laughs> legs off the ground. That was flying. <laughs> You'll never forget that. 
Olivia Whitelaw has been selected for the GB squad for the forthcoming international oh, in, shit. in March. Brilliant. So, well done to Olivia. Absolutely fantastic news. Coming up next, it's Graham and the Striders report. And Graham has been to way I man country. Tuesday night, of course, is always Striders night, and Graham's um, here to tell us what the Striders have been up to over the weekend, and also to tell us about a trip he's had to where he used to live and where I go to regularly because it's where the daughter lives. The wonderful and delightful Whitley Bay. So, Graham, in your best Geordie accent, it's all yours. <laughs> yeah, good evening, everybody. Yeah, uh, no Geordie, I'm afraid, but uh, yeah, I do used to live in the northeast. Um, yeah, we've had a pretty busy weekend there, uh, New York Striders, and like most weekends, it started off on Saturday morning at nine o'clock with Park Run. Now, a lot of us were uh, Park Running at Newark, as you might expect, but not all of us. We had. Uh, people uh, uh, doing park runs at uh, Sherwood Pines, um, at Kings Lynn, and at Valentine's Park, very uh, topical for last week. That's down in Essex, I think, for those that, that don't know. Uh, park run this week was tinged with a little bit of sadness. We said goodbye to a couple of striders, Adam Clark and uh, Hannah Thompson, who are moving to Australia for a couple of years. So we said goodbye to them, at least for, uh, for the next while, and uh, we look forward to hearing all their news. And the good news for them is, there are park runs in Australia. Then on to Sunday, and we had a very busy day indeed, and the, the main club effort was at um, the fourth and final round of the East Midlands Cross Country League, which is at West Park, Long Eaton. We had 21 striders turn out there. Now, I've had a really big turnout this year in the uh, Cross Country League, and there were uh, 13 striders who uh, did all four uh, events at uh, Bramcott Collock Hills. Um, and uh, Home Pier Pond, and finally at Long Eaton. And one of those was Simon Palmer. He was the first uh, man over the line in 36 uh, minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, nice, neat time there. And also Dave Cross, he did, he did all, uh, uh, all four events. He uh, crossed the line in 39 minutes and 19. Richard Spur, again, all the people I'll mention, did all, uh, all four races, 39 minutes and 20. Peter Davis, uh, 41 minutes and 19. And uh, Captain's innings from uh, Steve Padgett, uh, he did 43 minutes and uh, 33 seconds, had a really good run on, uh, on Sunday. Andy Sir, 47 uh, minutes and 40 seconds, and uh, Jason Priest, 49.25. And to the ladies, they just do, they do one lap of the cross-country uh, course, so the time's necessarily a little bit shorter. Uh, Nicola Bradley uh, ended all four events, 29.26, Cass Scott, 33.30, Leslie Butlin, 33.30, uh, Nicole Henderson, uh, 34.38, Tracy Partridge, 34.47, and Claire Stainton, 35.30. Uh, so really good turnout there across country. And uh, overall, in the uh, men's veterans competition, the striders came forth, so very pleased with that. The ladies came tenth, but uh, we've got such strength and depth, really, that uh, we put out teams right down to... A, B, C, D, and E. So five teams are put out in, in the ladies, and the C and D teams came first in, the, in, in that section. wasn't all about the cross-country, though. We had uh, people in long-distance action, and uh, the longest of those uh, distances was a 30K event at uh, Stamford, the Valentine's 30K, which in old money is uh, 18 and a half miles or so. And Jan Bailey, he was the uh, first toast rider to cross the line there, uh, and he did his uh, 30 kilometres in Two hours, no, naught minutes and eight seconds, which uh, he'd been trying to get under two hours because he got two hours, naught minutes and 17 seconds last year. We got a little bit of cramp in the final stages of the race and didn't quite manage to get under the two hours. 
still there's always next year again. Um, Philippa Clark, she came uh, in in two hours thirty four minutes and four, four seconds, and uh, Simon Roberts two hours fourteen minutes and fifty three, and uh, wonderful Stacey Atkins, who's uh, organised all of our cross country this year. So well done, Stacey, for that, and well done for uh, your Valentine thirty k on Sunday, three hours twenty six minutes and forty seconds. And last in terms of the rating, but certainly not least, we had three new strides in the Leicestershire Half Marathon, which uh, started and finished at uh, Prestwold Hall. And the first to finish was uh, Jean-Louis Balistra, um, 1 hour 33 minutes 29. Steve Martin, 1 hour 51 and 40. And Mary Swindles, uh, she got a new uh, PB for modern times anyway, for her, of uh, 2 hours 1 minute and 16 seconds. Back in, uh, in, in, uh, in previous times, Mary's been around us, sort of one, just over 130 or so for half marathon. But, uh, yeah, a fantastic uh, weekend of running and, and racing and park running, uh, really busy times. Not quite such a busy weekend uh, coming up. We've got uh, one or two local events, the Carsington Reservoir, uh, half marathon and, and 10K, Ducris uh, 10K, and I dare say there'll be some uh, striders taking part in that. And I believe there's a, a torch run over in... Uh, in Lincolnshire as well. So uh, it's been a very busy week and it's a uh, busy week to come. And I did mention, or you mentioned that I'd uh, mentioned quickly the, uh, uh, the, the, yeah, it was lovely running down the coast from Blythe to Tynemouth and, and back again on a, on a training run on, um, uh, on Sunday. They're making a beautiful weather up there in the northeast of England and very, uh, very scenic. And uh, yeah, like many striders this time of year, I'm uh, doing my uh, marathon training. So you won't, there's names that you won't hear in the race reports in January and February and, and March because everybody's sort of busy uh, ploughing out doing their long training runs. And then come the summer, those names uh, that you're not hearing at this time of year will be featured in the reports. So, uh, yep, busy times ahead for us all. Great stuff, Graham, and I'm so pleased you enjoyed um, your trip back up um, to the North East. It's not going to be long before we're going to be up there, but un- unlike you, I shall be going between... Tyne Math and Blythe in the well, car. Well, a nice 21 mile running route for you, uh, yes. Nick, if you want, to, <laughs> want me to send you it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I will be sort of in the car so I can stop and take photos of the shipping and everything, so that's, that's, um, that keeps me occupied. Great <laughs> I can get back in the car. <laughs> Graham, thank you so much as ever, and I'm so pleased you enjoyed it in a cracking weekend for the Striders. Right. Bye now. Thanks, bye. Um, tomorrow night we start something um, that um, we're going to christen Show and Tell, only we could do a <laughs> show on a radio, but it's one of Mr Smith's bright ideas. Show so and Tell is made for radio. So you can imagine, it, it, it's got disaster written all over it. But um, <laughs> Very quickly, you spotted something tonight. Yes, I saw Not Fast Training tonight on my way to the studio. And um, you know like those shoes you get when, well, the, 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 the kids wear where they got the flashing lights on the back? Well, most of the Not Fast contingent that were going along Horton Lane had trainers with flashing lights on the back. And it was so effective, because there are no, no um, street lights down there, and it was so effective, you really stand out. So, obviously, in daylight training hours, it means nothing, but it's worth thinking about, because they really stood out for a motorist. And the most important thing is not getting fit when you're training, it's keeping safe. And that was a great... 
audition for show and tell, I think, in the series. It's not the first time. <laughs> it's not the first time we've seen stars <laughs> at night time. It really isn't. That's mostly from a hedge bottom in fairness. Or not, Zoe, it's five to eight, and all the questions <laughs> I wanted to ask you have gone out the window while he's been babbling away about stars at night time, but hey-ho, yeah. Um... Where do you want to go now, then? I mean, you know... Home! (laughs) (laughs) What does the future hold? What would you like the future to hold? Well, across the summer, I'll just concentrate on my training. I've I've got a personal trainer for the first time, a guy called Doyle Armstrong, who's putting me through my paces on my cycling. That sounds a good Irish name, Doyle Armstrong. Yeah, it doesn't sound Irish at all. (laughs) Um, And uh, so I'm learning far more about my strengths... Uh, or, and weaknesses uh, as a cyclist from him than, than I ever knew, which is brilliant. Um, continues to do uh, yoga with Helen Rowe at Pure Yoga and uh, become sort of stronger just all over in my core. Um, just enjoy the summer. The club's going out to Vontu and Alpe d'Huez to do some big hills in France. And, uh, are you off as well? Yes, yes. Yep. And then we're going to... A few of us are going up do, to... Does the other half cycle or is he sort of a no, cycling no, she, she doesn't but i'm yeah. trying to get her into it right go slowly slowly <laughs> it, it, it's one of those sort of come and have a go or come and yes, have a see yeah and, come on the beginner's ride and, and she's not not keen so far uh not so comfortable with going out in a group and being close to other people yet be working but i think it. it's a question of just getting used to it <laughs> <laughs> does she come and watch you do the cyclocross uh, yeah, she pits for me. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. And uh, in all weathers. You said you change the, t- the wheels. Well, no, but in the race, you have to hop off one bike and get on the other right. and have a bike cleaned for you. And so has, no, Emma has worked very hard all season. <laughs> so I think she deserves a special mention. She does. She yes. definitely deserves, and that's Emma. That's Mary Alice. Emma. Ma- Mary, right, a special mention there because uh, <laughs> she's the real reason behind the success because she does all the hard work. Yeah, and we have travelled the country all the way up to Glasgow this season, so yes. Of course, that's the other thing. I mean, yeah. it, it's those long nights in Sivthorpe, it gets you out, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we will get electricity to Sivthorpe eventually, the will. <laughs> it's been fantastic talking to you. It's been Thank fantastic you very much. that um, we've learnt so much tonight. He's got another couple I've got, of sayings. Yeah. I've, I've um, got a new sport. Logged, and he's got a new favourite sport, so so he's, um, mm. he's, he's more than happy, and... Um, the best to look, and the only thing I want you to do is keep us informed with what you do when you start. Yeah. What do the rest of the Velo Club think to the fact that they've got a superstar in the midst? No, no, no. I, I'm I'm not the superstar in our club. There are there are several others. We've had we've had two people represent GB this year. Um, one a new athlete, Julie Bratton, and um, and another guy in the Grand Fondo, Graham Degood. Uh, both both represented GB in their age range, and um, and there's another guy called Jez Willows who took up cycling the same time as me four years ago and he's just won a whole trophy cabinet of tt uh cups this last season so no it's not bad for a little old club from flintham is it really yeah it it hasn't been going that long no but it's got its own wall of fame already but uh, like i say we're not really we're not lauded in the club i mean people people ask us about what we do and, and take an interest but it's uh it's it's everybody Everybody enjoying their ride is what we're about. Absolutely brilliant. So thank you for coming in. Thank you for taking time thank out you. in your very busy schedule um, to come and um, 
talk talk to us it's been wonderfully enjoyable and um, we're going to catch up with you again very soon because now we've found you we're certainly not going to let you go <laughs> um, tomorrow night Joseph Monk's coming in to see us Tony now Joseph yes. a young lad that's his running career has just gone from strength to strength to strength but the start of 2019 has not been good injury illness and his granddad's passed away so the poor lads had a bad run of it but he's coming into the studio tomorrow night to talk all about it I reckon that's speaks volumes when somebody's coming in mm. when it's not gone well mm. it's easy to come in and talk when it's gone well but when it's not gone yeah. well and you're only 12 years old mm. that speaks volumes so tomorrow night Joseph's coming to see us and I, I do look forward to that one because he got a bronze medal the other week he's on form coming up next the wonderful Mr Stuart Preston we love-